Hello, Doug. Hello, Karen. Hello, guys. Welcome to the block. We're here on the block. We're here. And I'm a little under the weather, so I may sound stuffed up and sniffly, or I may sound no different to you than I usually do. Um, but here but here we are. Here we go. So we're at, where are we? Season 7, episode 30, The Daughter Boy. Not to be confused with The Water Boy. Ugh, it's oh, a stupid title. Oh, it is a stupid title. For a stupid episode. <laughs> I mean, ugh, this episode was bad. Okay, so because we missed last week, and apologies, that was my fault. I had a little emergency. Um, I, I saw. I've. It's been two weeks since I saw the episode. I am having a hard time recalling it. Oh, okay. Well, good. F- good news for you. We're gonna recap it uh, on this podcast. But yeah, I have. I have notes, and uh, uh, I can. I can get us through it. But yeah, this. This will pick up right where we left off, and we're really continuing with a lot of the threads with Amanda and Kyle at Jane's, and Ryan and his no longer as secret daughter, uh, Sarah, and and so so stuff may or may not come back to you, but I'm happy to narrate along. Um, But the thing to know is that it's a stupid episode. I cannot sugarcoat. I will not sugarcoat. But <laughs> I do have an idea to throw out, and I'm doing it live. I mean, not live for you listeners, but unfiltered for you. Um, so we're like five episodes, I think, away from the end. Yes. I think after we recap the finale, we should have one last like post-mortem episode before we put the whole series to bed and that way we can reflect on all of the highs as well as the lows or just not focus on the lows because i just don't want us to really like end the whole series of block recaps talking about how dumb these are okay i mean i'm hoping i'm hoping i can remember that far back i mean yeah i, I think We're i just think gonna i can say the name sydney a lot that's what it's yeah, gonna be. But, yeah it's just gonna be we should do like just a special sydney episode i could do that maybe that's what we should do, do that. because that that was that was the high point that was the that was the high point of the whole of the whole series right Really, uh, I mean, it's one of the things I I sorely miss in these uh, two later seasons. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and so we'll do, we can look to forward to that Sydney episode. But yeah. So I think I'm trying to gauge it. I think we have probably like right before Halloween is essentially when we're donezo with Melrose. So so just putting that perspective out there. Um, Not sure how I feel about it being done. Yeah, like on the one hand, I'm grateful. On the other hand, this is like five <laughs> years of our fucking lives. Almost six, quite frankly. Almost six years of our lives. Yeah. It was a That's commitment. crazy. It's it a was big a real chunk. commitment. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. And we kept going. Yeah, we did. I'd feel, it would feel more bittersweet if, you know, it was great through the end. Yeah, if, I know. It would feel more bittersweet if, all of our players were like with the show until the end. I know, because like right now we're just like we can't wait until no, we're, done. we're chugging. We're just chugging <laughs> yeah. along. Yeah, we're just like, when is this gonna end? When will it end? All right, let's get through this. Let's okay. Let's get through it. So, 
right where we left off last week was Ryan and then Lexi barged into Megan's apartment and they found naked Michael in the closet because he and because Michael right. and Megan were getting it on. And he has like that right. little loincloth or whatever. So Ryan is, now Ryan had come to Megan because he was going to finally tell her the truth about his daughter. Um, but instead he starts lambasting uh, Megan and Michael and being a real jerk. And then Lexi, who remember has moved in and she's the new landlord landlady um, is, is she just starts opening her mouth and, and opining. And so Michael then starts in on her and then Ryan and Michael start fighting in Megan's living room. So then Megan smashes a lamp on Ryan's head. So Which, Lexi- you know, yeah, I was like, go girl. You know why? Because Ryan was being a dick. Well, because Ryan's a real jerk. Yeah. Like, like, because Ryan like, doesn't have a leg to stand on. No, they they weren't together. They had broken up. No. He he's the one and who he pushed cheated. her away. He's the and one he who cheated. kept secrets from her. She could do whatever she wants with whoever she wants. So yeah, he's being and a he jerk. cheated. And he cheated. And he did he cheat. Cheated. Yeah, he cheated. So anyway, um, so I was I was actually very grateful when that lamp landed on his head. Yeah, and there's like some business when when Ryan and Michael are fighting themselves when it looks like the lamp is going to end up falling and it doesn't, but that's like when Megan picks it up. And so I'm like, oh, that's definitely going on Ryan's head. So he's <laughs> bleeding a little. So, of course, Lexi takes uh, Ryan up to his place um, and he's like telling Lexi that he had finally straightened out his past and was ready to move forward with Megan when, quote, quote unquote, this happened, which is like, but this is not your business. Um, and Lexi says... This, that's Megan. She's always rebounding. I think she has like a basketball metaphor, but it doesn't like it's not a clean one. Um, and Ryan is sort of vague about what he was going to tell Megan. But since Lexi already knows, she basically leads Ryan to tell the truth. And he gives her the bare bones facts. He's like, yeah, I have a daughter and the mother died right after she was born. So if this was the first we were hearing about it, we'd be like, what is all of this information? But because we already know all of this, we're like, okay, fine. But that's a sugar-coated version. Um, And Lexi offers to stay the night. And he's like, well, since I already hate myself, I might as well. Um, so then they have sex. So romantic. Ryan, uh-huh. he's always, he only knows the right things to say. But Lexi <laughs> is also an idiot because all they have this character doing is now looking for gratification from Ryan, who's made it clear a thousand times that he doesn't like her and she still just shows up. Yeah. Um, so in the end, I'm kind of like, you know what? Maybe you guys deserve each other. But, I mean, at this point, even Lexi can do better. Although, at the same time, Lexi still sucks. <laughs> even Lexi can do better. <laughs> you know, like, they sometimes they make Ryan, like, a great white hope character. And then other times they make him the douchiest of all. Kind of like they've done with Peter. Yes. But at least Ryan hasn't tried to murder anyone. There's that. Not yet. But we forget. We still have but a we few forget. More episodes. It's true. The the show ain't over yet. No, it ain't so, over. Um, so Amanda wakes up at Jane's to find that apparently Kyle has already had breakfast with Jane and then headed to the construction site of their uh, their dream house. Um 
And Jane is stern because Amanda had yelled at Jane for losing that account. Um, and she's like, you should have kept sleeping with the guy until he signed the dotted line. And so Jane like sets some boundaries with Amanda and Amanda does apologize and mentions that like Kyle and I are going to have a new beginning. So also the next morning, Megan comes to Ryan to check on him. She knocks on his door and of course Lexi answers. Um, and Lexi's like, Megan, what happened to us? And Megan is like, <laughs> I know, Megan I'm is so like, stupid. What do you think happened, bitch? Well, it gets, and it gets even <laughs> stupider because Megan's like, well, you slept with my fiance. And she's like, here's the thing, Megan, he slept with me, so he's not the one for you. So you should be mad at Ryan and forgive me, which, you know, has that ever worked? <laughs> Oh I mean, she God. really should have taken the lamp over Lexi's head. Yeah, she really should have. Or, or, it was a lamp, yeah. But, like, Ryan did deserve it in that moment. But Lexi yeah. deserves it in general. Well, and, you know, in all honesty, I mean, Lexi is such a lunatic. I don't know that it would have helped. You're right. Yeah, who knows? So, Amanda and Kyle trying to turn over a new leaf. She visits him at the construction site, and he's like, you were nasty to Jane. And she says, I already apologized. Uh, and they start kissing on the construction site. So he says, not here. And they go into, like, the trailer that's there, and, and then they have sex in the trailer. So, I mean, I thought Amanda has to work hard, but she seems to not even be showing up at work. So, I didn't really know know what's going on there. And well, the I mean, hospital. you know, she has the other people that show up for her, right? Well, yeah. You mean like like Jane and Megan and Ryan, none of whom have any experience in advertising? Yeah. Exactly. Like but they're running the show. <laughs> but they're both are showing up. So <laughs> there's that. Um, and then Eve, who, okay, I'm bad at these things. It looks like Eve is braless because I'm seeing party hats coming through her sweater. But it also looks like she's wearing a bra, so I don't really know. Uh, but anyway, she comes to see Peter and says that they should take a second honeymoon in Hawaii. And that's like basically it, and then she leaves. And then Michael shows up uh, and says that Dr. Shulman, who sort of had like, I think come to a detente with Peter in the last episode. Uh, she's orchestrated a meeting with the board members uh, and and she's going against Dr. Visconti who wants this mental health program for the public and she's like, no, because we're going to lose a lot of money. She's bean counting um, and Peter's like, there's not much I can do about this. And then Ryan and Megan meet up at uh, some restaurant for lunch with Amanda and her new client, who is supposedly the biggest client or potential client she's ever set her sights on, ever, <laughs> in the history of all of advertising. Oh, I remember this part. But, yes. like, the one kind of neat thing uh, for people like me, I guess, Tony something is the name of this client, is played by James Darren, who once upon a time was a big deal in Hollywood. He was in the Gidget movies. He had a recording career. He was like a pretty big deal in the 60s. Um, so, so he's the guy. And so Ryan and Megan then start airing their dirty laundry in front of the guy at the table. And then I think Megan gets up and leaves first. And then Ryan gets up and leaves. And... Tony is like, it doesn't matter. All I really want is to be around you, Amanda. 
So, shades of things to come. The guy's a smarmy douche. Uh, we're back at the hospital. Dr. Shulman is now trying to get rid of like the free coffee. She's going to charge the doctors every time they get their scrubs cleaned and they're going to have to pay fees for parking. And Peter is like, well, I already cashed her check. She's on the board. So yeah, Michael's angry. Michael's angry about it. But Michael also has an idea. So, okay. I applaud him because he's not complaining. He's coming up with suggestions. He thinks Dr. Visconti should shadow Dr. Shulman. And Okay, we'll see where this goes. I think we know exactly where this is going, but okay, fine. That's going to happen. Kyle, meanwhile, shows up at Amanda's agency. Um, and, and again, she shows like a, a different side than earlier. She's saying she's busy with work. She likes the pressure. He knew who she was when she married him. All 18 times they've now been married, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, and... So he leaves, and he's like, and I won't wait up. Now, here's the thing. In addition to just this show slumming it in its final season, rather it being a victory lap, like, at the macro level, I think it is not very good. But at a micro level, I hate what they are now doing to Amanda, whose final episodes are so unheroic right now. And it's not a return to the way she was in the beginning where she was just kind of like the impatient one setting all these fools straight. Now they just have her like being stressed and nasty for no reason. Like it's not, it's not like, Oh, the bitch is back. She's not really being a bitch. She's just being a boss. She's just being stressed and not fun for no reason. It's not, it's not a great look. And it's not like, it's not cumulative in any way based on what she has endured over all the seasons. They've just pivoted her in a way that I find unconvincing and boring. Well, yeah, and it also makes it seem like she can't do her job. And that's the right. one thing that she's always right. been able to do is her job. Yeah. You know what I and mean? Like, like I she's... said, it's not like they're even showing us the pressure she's under. It's not like, well, there is someone above her that she has to answer to, or there has been some calamity at the agency that now she has to clean up and is desperate for a new client, blah, blah, blah. It's just a general sense of, I have to work really hard yeah, and, just be, general, and I can't I'm handle so it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, I can relate, but yeah. <laughs> I can relate, but I don't need to see that. Yeah, yeah, but I think that that we need something more. We need we need a little bit more. Also, I refuse to believe they live in a world where she's having trouble running her agency, but Sterling Conway is fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there's that too, because you know, Lexi's never. Lexi's never, never there. Like, she's never Lexi's there. Ne- Lexi has no ad experience. We don't know who's working for her, who these clients are, and yet she's a major competitor. And she's just always like showing up in people's doorways in Melrose. Like, so yeah. what could she possibly be doing? <laughs> and you know she had to take out a big old mortgage to buy that apartment building. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with her finances since that other marriage to Coop ended. I don't really know what's happening. Yeah, and I mean, what did she get? A million dollars? Like, or you know what I mean? Like, she or, or did she not million, even get that? Or or, I don't know, but it wasn't a whole know. lot. But she had to pay out whatever that was part of the the deal. 
But then she's never complained once about her money woes since then. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I certainly don't. And you know who else doesn't know something? Peter. He doesn't know that Amanda is in his shower, not Eve, when he comes back. Because he worked late and Amanda didn't go to Jane's Malibu home. Instead, she worked and just went back to Melrose. Uh, So Peter is surprised to find Amanda in the shower. And so Eve explains that Amanda stayed over and... um, And then uh, Eve is kind of like, but Amanda, something's going on at home and you need to like address it with Kyle. And then we're in the courtyard at Melrose where Lexi, Ryan, and Megan all see each other. And Lexi is wearing <laughs> like Ewok chic. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. It's it's got like some like fur headdress. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Um but I don't think it was ever in style. And Ryan is cold to Lexi um and says something about how we're not even lovers. We're just having sex because there's no love. I mean, like, when Ryan is making Lexi look good, you know, Ryan is really the worst. Um, and Lexi obliquely sort of explains to Megan, well, Ryan has the weight of the world on his shoulders. And Megan is like, what do you mean? And Lexi is just like, he's sensitive. Get off his duck. Goodbye. <laughs> she, she's like, he's sensitive. I was like, oh, yeah. please. Um, yeah, not, not exactly. Uh, and at the hospital, Dr. Visconti comes to see Dr. Shulman. Um, and so I guess Michael, maybe Peter has paired them up to chair this committee on the future of the trauma center, which was the thing that I think Visconti was trying to make more accessible to the public and put the mental health thing in. Uh, and Peter expresses his doubt about this whole scheme. And then Michael just starts going off on like his situation in life and with Megan. But uh, he then finds out that Peter has already left and he's just talking to himself. And it's like a kind of cute moment. Um, and our musical guest is Tall Bachman, who had that sort of one hit wonder. She's so high. Oh, yeah, that's in the right. Summer of 99. This episode like directly precedes that single coming out. He's the son of Bachman of Bachman Turner Overdrive. And I don't oh, know what's happened know. to him. Yeah, he's a Nepo baby, but I don't know what's happened to him in the last 23 years. Um, but yeah, so he's nothing. our musician for um, the thing. Also curiously, I'm not quite sure why he's a draw for a bunch of local frat boys, but a bunch of wild college guys are all there at Kyle's. Um, so Megan comes in to talk to Kyle about Ryan, and Ryan sort of absentmindedly mentions Sarah, the daughter. Um, so he just sort of tells her. She's like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, yeah, Ryan has a daughter. And <laughs> and he's but he's like focused on the fact that there are these rowdy boys outside. Um, and so Megan's like, oh, that must have been what Ryan was coming to tell me. And then Kyle's like, Megan, I love you and I wish you the best, but I got to go supervise this. And so then Amanda is there and she has brought this new potential client, Tony, and she's dancing with him when Kyle sort of intercedes. And and then Kyle is back to season six, Kyle, because now he thinks that maybe Amanda is having an affair with this guy. And and then he like storms off. And then Tony asks Amanda if he can party with her and Eve. And Kyle had asked Eve to monitor the club. 
But Amanda and Eve go off with Tony, and Kyle has already stormed off, so no one is keeping an no eye on the No one is on watching the frat, the frat boys. No one is watching the frat boys. So just remember that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Megan comes to Ryan's and confronts him and says, why didn't you tell me about your daughter? And she has some legitimate questions, and she's like, first I was your friend, then I was your lover, and then I was your fiancé, and you never mentioned that you have a daughter. And his answer is the stupidest answer, because she says, why didn't you tell me? And he goes, I didn't tell you because I didn't tell anyone. And it's like, no, (laughs) that doesn't address anything. (laughs) That's not a good answer. (laughs) That's not a why at all. That's a what. And it's also a stupid. So it's, it's, it's so dumb. It's just lazy on everyone's part. Um, And because Kyle has left uh, the club, he comes all the way home, but home is now Jane's up in Malibu. So he's, he finds Jane drinking alone on the floor uh, because she got served her second set of divorce papers from Michael. Um, and she bemoans what a loser she is. And so he sits with her. He makes a point of not drinking with her, but he does sit. And um, they are actually about to kiss when the phone rings. And it's the club interrupting them uh, because the college, ki- college kids trash the club. So saved by the bell, Kyle and Jane's almost kiss doesn't happen. We go to commercial and come back. Um, you have a, a thought there? My thought is, and I actually was was thinking about this like like over the like all weekend, right? Like it just was all okay. weekend. Yeah, like it was like this was kind of bugging me. It is so clear that they are breaking up Amanda and Kyle. Yeah. In five episodes, like we have five episodes left, and it is so. Now, do clear. you know that, or is that just the sense you have right now? It's so clear that they're breaking them up. I mean, yeah, you're pretty much onto something. I just wanted to know if you knew, or because you knew, or you knew because you're smart. You knew because you're smart. Continue. Yeah, like, uh, well, I this mean, is, yes, this is where we're headed. I mean, I could have an IQ of three and no, because it's so obvious, right? Like, like they, and this is, and like, it didn't, it didn't need to be like this. And, and, and why it doesn't make any sense after all that they've put this couple through, you would think that these are the ones that you want to send the show out with, right? As like, I would, I would think so. Yes. You know what I mean? Because they really, I mean, out of all of our couples, they probably have been through the most. And so yeah, I because they've been together the long I mean, yeah, they've broken up and had major ups and downs, but yes, the longest. We have two solid seasons of them as a couple dealing with all their strife. And he didn't try and kill her. You know, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like that's that's a big one. And yeah, so I, I just I got so because I couldn't figure out like why would they do this except that maybe they wanted to capitalize on the fact that, you know, Rob Estes and Jane, Joseph Bissett, Bissett were actually a couple at that time? Because, you know, I mean, obviously there was an almost kiss with Jane. All of a sudden, Kyle and Jane are hanging out where before I don't even think they said two words to each other. Right. So it's just kind of like, you know, they didn't throw it together, throw him together with, Lexi, they didn't throw him together. Like they didn't throw him together with somebody that he had might have been spending a little bit of time with. Like it was like he, he and Jane were basically strangers, and now all of a sudden they're almost kissing, right? And uh, so it kind of 
I don't know. The whole thing just feels forced. And I don't really understand why they're going this route. Well, I have an idea as to why this happened, uh, but I think that I'll save for a future episode. But um, but it's less about like what's happening with Kyle and Jane and more about stuff with Amanda. Um, but but yeah, I do think that they're leaning in. Well, Rob Estes and Josie Bissett are the couple, so isn't it cute to have them now be together on the show? Which I think is that's a big not, part of it. Because it's not. It's, it would have just it's just not. And it just would have been nice to like let Kyle and Amanda fight through the 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 shitty client and the and and selling the building and like let them have that as yeah, the sort of struggles, you know. They've been together too long and too long towards the end for them to like just have them peter out. And now in the last five episodes, we're going to pull the right, like, we're, we're going to do yeah. this. Like, really? It's like that. Now, like, this is, this has got me so frustrated. It's what keeps me up at night. It is really not worth it, but, but here we are. Here we are. Anyway. Um, okay. So we come back. Kyle and Peter are cleaning up the mess at the club. Um, because neither Eve nor Amanda has even returned. And so Kyle and Peter start yelling at each other, but they're like really frustrated about like everything in general that is happening. Uh, and then Amanda and Eve come back, like a limo drops them off and they're oblivious to the damage that has occurred. So Kyle is mad because Eve was not there to cut the college kids off. And Amanda says not to blame Eve. And Amanda says she and Eve were showing Tony a good time because he's the biggest client in the history of the universe. And Kyle's like, maybe you just don't care about being a good wife, which is um, sort of unfair and also accurate. Um, it's just that it all comes out of nowhere with Amanda. Mm. And then Michael, or Peter's at the hospital, and Michael tells Peter that surprisingly dr shulman has backed off all of her demands so they're going into dr Shul to dr visconti's office and they find dr shulman and visconti going at it on his office desk so love seems to have thawed her out even dr visconti is getting some action on the show after all this time good for him which good for him exactly he deserves it most of all exactly anybody deserves to get laid, it's Dr. Visconti. <laughs> Agreed. Um, uh, speaking of Jane and Kyle having more time together than ever, she shows up. Um, they both apologize about the near kiss, but it is clear that chemistry is there. I mean, I don't feel it, but the scenes are telling us that they are feeling it. Uh, and she offers to stick around and help him clean up. And he's like, yeah, I'll take you up on that offer. Cause no one else is doing anything, which is true. Um, and then we're at the ad agency and Peter is coming to confront Amanda. Cause he's like, you're screwing up my marriage. Um, and he demands an apology, but then she starts giving this self-pitying answer, and she's like, I don't know what's going on, I'm adrift, and Kyle is changing, and there's always another hurdle that we just can't get over. So it's basically Amanda telling us what the writers want us to, yeah. to know about. <laughs> there's their info dump right there, yeah. yes. <laughs> um, so then Lexi comes to Ryan to ask if they can have dinner, and and he says no, but 
she's in his apartment when he plays this voicemail or not voicemail, I guess, answering machine message from his daughter, Sarah. And she's like, when will I see you again, dad? Because she has good news. She's been made president of the class, which like, I didn't know happened at like these convent schools, but good for her. Um, and, and Lexi tells them that he's doing the best he can, but he feels pangs of guilt that he's not there for her more, probably because he just realized he's the father of like an eight-year-old girl because the writers just added her into the storyline. Um, he's like, look, Sarah needs a full-time mom and dad. Uh, and Lexi lies to him and she's like, hey, I always wanted to be a mom, but he's not seeing what she's laying out. He's like, I have to move back to New York. And she's like, you could start over here from LA. And and he's like, I'm going to call Sarah back. So she leaves him to make the call. And she goes downstairs to complain to Michael. And she's like, I even lied and said I wanted to be a mom. And meanwhile, Michael is preparing for a romantic dinner. Um, so on her way out, Lexi sees Megan because that's who Michael has invited over for dinner. But Megan thinks it's something more platonic. So she and Lexi exchange words because they're now enemies, which is kind of nice because Megan holds her own against Lexi. Yeah. Um, and we haven't really had anyone like this in a few seasons since like, I don't know. Uh, Allison had a few moments against Amanda. Joe had a few moments against Amanda, but we haven't had much of this in a while. Uh, so, then Megan apparently thought this was going to be a friendly dinner, so she leaves her bottle of wine with Michael and, and leaves because it's too much for her. And meanwhile, in this phone call, uh, Ryan and mean Aunt Terry are talking, and she won't put Sarah on. She's like, no, it's very late. But Sarah is awake, and because the phone call is happening in the hall right outside of her room, Sarah is in the doorway listening, and she hears Terry threaten to cut him off from all custody. Uh, so the next morning, Ryan has decided to fly to, to Poughkeepsie or where they, wherever they are again. And Lexi offers to travel with him because, again, she doesn't have a company to run. Um, so she'll come with Ryan. And Amanda is with uh, potential client Tony at work. And he says he wants something more. And she's like, Tony, I'm a married woman. But he wants something more with Eve, not Amanda. Yeah, and he, she says, "Well, Eve is married too," and so then he kind of changes his tune. He's like, "Listen, I want you to film the commercial because I'm a visual guy, and the pitch you're giving me is incomplete. So you have to film this commercial on your own dime." And she's like, "That's a million dollars. The client should pay for this. We don't really have that." He's like, "Well, if you want my business, you'll put it together." Um, so in New York. Lexi and Ryan have arrived and he thinks that he can just walk in and like pick her up and Lexi like feigns feeling lightheaded and she goes for some water while Ryan is alone. Amanda calls him and said, cause you know, he's her money guy on top of everything else. And, and she's like, I need a million dollars to shoot a commercial. And he's like, you don't have it. Meanwhile, Lexi sidles past a sleeping nun, so good security there, um, and goes right into Sarah's room, and she confesses everything to a sleeping Sarah. But we don't see Sarah, we just see a bundle underneath the blanket. So I'm like, either Terry is 
hidden under Aunt Terry is hiding under the bed or Sarah is not there. I know the the bundle was hilarious. Bundle was absolutely hilarious. Uh, and then Ryan finally comes in and the nun has woken up and is like, you can't be here. Uh, and they realize that Sarah has run away. That she's where is Sarah? So where is Sarah? Is kid? She's what, seven, eight? Seven? Okay. And you know where she is, right? I mean, we all know where she is, right? Like, we all know where she is. And yeah. so how the fuck did a seven-year-old get from New York to Los Angeles? She, yeah, and they I mean, in, I was she's wait, in bumfuck New York, right? So how did she she's even get Poughkeepsie. to the airport? So she has. So and also, this is before smartphones and this was before and, Uber and everything. There was no Uber. Yeah, like so, she had to find a way, not even a minor, like a seven-year-old, to get out of the convent to New York to an airport, buy a plane ticket with what money, on what <laughs> credit card, get to LA, get a cab. Not knowing exactly where the address was, probably, <laughs> right? So, yeah. Yeah. All Amazing. Amazing. Um, okay. And and Kyle is eating alone at the marina, not near where anyone lives, uh, when Jane shows up for takeout. So he invites her to sit down and join him and eat. And, of course, a mariachi band, band plays for them. So setting up another scene, people think they're a couple, blah, blah, blah. Um. And we're at the upstairs again, and Eve is singing, which I didn't realize she was still doing. I thought she was just running things now, but whatever. Uh, and Tony is there watching her. Talent and Amanda, like that should not be contained. You're right. You're right. It should really be let loose so it yes. can expire. <laughs> um, and Amanda asks him uh, about, well, what if we created a theme song for his cruise line? And he is so smitten with Eve that when Peter calls the bar, Amanda's like, yeah, Eve's having a great night. Peter says, great, I'm going to come over. And Amanda's like, oh, no, uh, it's we're very busy. Don't come because you'll cock block uh, my, my client who I want to get in on with your wife. Um, and Tony uh, then says that she should be headlining in Vegas and asked to dance with her. And Amanda, again, does the same thing she was saying to Jane last week. Uh, she tells Eve to give him what he wants. Um, and Eve is like, okay, I'll dance with you, but tonight we don't leave the premises. Mm -hmm. So again, Amanda is doing basically the anti-Amanda thing, which is uh, not putting like sisters first. Um and then Megan returns to Michael's to apologize for bailing on his romantic dinner the night before. Um, and there's a knock at the door. And luckily, it's not Lexi. It couldn't be because Lexi is in Poughkeepsie. Um, it's Sarah, as we have said, made her way to L.A. And so there's confusion because Michael opens the door and she knows Michael as a priest. So she goes, Father Michael. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> Megan is... And then she says she's looking for Megan, and Megan is like, oh, I'm Megan. And Sarah says, no, you're not. And and she's like, yes, I am. And she goes like, hi, I'm Sarah. I'm looking for my dad, Ryan. And that's where we end the episode with, oh, what a tangled web. Ryan and Lexi are at the convent, and they don't know where Sarah is. And now Sarah is with Michael and Megan, who she doesn't realize is Megan. And they got to take care of this little girl. And it's so stupid. It is so stupid. So, yeah, these last few episodes are not great. And mm -hmm. I don't remember how we get 
to where we are, like where we end up for the final, final episode. But I remember really not liking it. So there's more of that to come. Oh, man. There's yeah. more garbage. Not, yeah, I mean, I'll always float out that maybe you'll take to it better than I did, or maybe I will like it more the second time around. But I, I didn't like so. it the first. But I didn't like it the first time around. These stories yeah. are dumb. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was the episode five, I think, left. Five left. Yeah. But anyway, right. here we are. Thanks for sticking with us. And uh, we're going to move on over to uh, modern days and, and talk about some stuff on Hollywood Boulevard. So we will see you guys back on the block next week. Bye. Bye.